Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me on this wonderful Thursday evening. Glad to see you all here. Um, yes, thank you for all the emails that I got uh, since this morning, all the messages on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yes, uh, the Ghost Adventures episode went really well. Uh, I think they did a really good job of it. Uh, once again, they, they spelled my name wrong. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people are like, can't they just edit that out? You know, we filmed that episode like eight months ago. So I don't think they're going to take a time and, and, and respell my name with the F-A-N instead of the P-H. It's not a big deal. You guys saw it. You guys know who I am. Uh, they get it. It's, it's one of those things that happens in production. And it's not the first time it's happened to me. Uh, it's not the first time with Ghost Adventures doing that kind of stuff. But, you know, a lot goes into these shows. There's not a whole lot of time. Uh, when we were filming, they were also filming like four other places in California at the same time. So I totally get it. Uh, but overall, it was a great experience. It was a great location. For those of you who saw the episode this morning, uh, it's for the new season, uh, episode seven. It is the Montecito Mystery Mansion. And uh, they asked me to go out there and investigate it prior to them coming out. And it was just an amazing place. If you guys get a chance to go out there, um, Tom Stefan sent you. Maybe the owner, David, will give you a discount on a room or something. Uh, just, they're very open. The place is very haunted. And, you know, when we talk about hauntings, everyone's like, oh, scary. You know, there's, there's going to be monsters. They're going to come and get me. It might be a demon in the closet. You know, this is just an old place, a lot of history, and a lot of fun. We were in the ballroom, and you can we just put meters all over the room, and we started playing their period of music, and the meters were randomly going off, almost like they were dancing still in the ballroom and bumping into the meters, which was just an incredible experience. You guys go to uh, Ghost Adventures. You can watch the current episode starring me. Well, not really starring me. I got about... 15 seconds in the whole thing, but uh, it was fun. So check it out. Let me know what you guys think, and we'll go from there. So tonight, and I'm glad you guys are here. We have a chance to really bring uh, some of our old friends back on the newer style of the show, and that is the podcast, where you get to, to see me and all my glory and all my guitars. And you guys get to see the pictures of us when we're playing live and stuff. It's really cool that you guys follow us as well. But being said... This is a chance to get some of our friends that we've had on the original radio show to come back and join us in this new format. And tonight is our very special guest, Jeff Dwyer, who's an author uh, that we talk about quite a bit. You who follow us to the, the Virginia City Paracon, you guys have had a chance to sit down and listen to, to Jeff talk about his books, his adventures. He's got a few uh, ghost adventure stories as well which are, are incredible. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. We're going to talk about the latest books. We're going to get, uh, you know, what is in the future for Dr. Jeff Dwyer. So let's go ahead and bring him onto the show. If I can click this right without making everything go black. Let's see what happens this time. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Jeff. How are you, buddy? Good to see uh, you. I'm great, man. It's been a long day at work, but I'm happy to talk to you tonight. Excellent. Thanks for so much for joining us taking the time. I know Thursday nights are one of those nights where it's, it's kind of cool to do a show. 
but people who work hard all day long, they get home and like, ah, oh, bro, it's really tiring. So thanks well, for hanging out. With us. The thing that got me through today was knowing I was going to talk to you tonight because uh, Thursday and Friday are my two busiest days at work in the hospital. So. Oh wow. Well, I'm glad I can give you that that piece of relaxation that takes you away from the job. You know, because jobs can be very mm -hmm. stressful. Mm -hmm. So, so how are you doing? I was just telling everybody that you are an actual PhD. You are a certified doctor, and then go. Mm -hmm. How do you become a doctor in ghostology? Mm -hmm. Well, he's got a degree as yeah. a doctor and other things as well. So, let tell the people exactly <laughs> what your PhD is in. You know, it's a uh, and I'm a member of the cardiology staff in a large uh, Bay Area medical center. And it's been really busy for the last couple of years, as you can imagine, because a lot of people coming in with COVID symptoms also have cardiac problems as well. So it's been really, really busy, really challenging. But, but uh, you know, really um, seeing a lot of people do very well. So it's, it's been encouraging in that respect, too. Uh, it's kept me really busy, but uh, during those last couple of years, I've still been able to do some writing. And um, I'll talk a little bit about the books later tonight, maybe. Excellent. We, we hope so. Mm -hmm. um, so being somebody who's in the front lines of all this, uh, people being sick and stuff, COVID, non-COVID, you know, I, uh, I know a lot of people have had it. Uh, I've had it. And it just seems to take different forms. I don't know if it's a different strain. The first time I got it, I was, uh, I just had a headache and I just mm -hmm. felt drained for about two days and that was it. It was over. And the a lot of time, people, uh, yeah. Go ahead. The second time I got pretty sick and I was just like, what's going on? But I tested and it said I didn't have COVID, but I was sick for like a month. So I was fighting. If it wasn't COVID, it was some super cold that's going around pretending it's COVID because it was brutal. Could have been. Your immune system might have been taxed so that uh, you picked up a standard cold and it made you really sick for a while. Or some other flu bug that's going around. There are a lot of flu bugs that go around, so it could yeah. have been that too. But uh, I've talked to a lot of people who had COVID symptoms that range from uh, feeling like you had a hangover to something really desperately ill going on a ventilator. So there's everything in between. Wow. But and I hear rumors like, like everybody who goes on a ventilator, they don't make it or, or they get weaker. Is that, is that a thing or is that just a rumor? If a patient has to go on a ventilator, then the risk of uh, not coming off of that is very high. Oh, wow. Uh, there are a lot of people who have come off a ventilator and, and recovered, but... If you have to go on a ventilator, that means uh, things are pretty pretty bad. Yeah, your body's not functioning anymore to keep breathing, so it's forcing you to keep oxygen going into yeah. yourself. Yeah, wow. exactly. Remember yeah, that people that's... take a lot of vitamin C. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of other things too, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. I think we're, we're getting out of the woods with that, and we might be able to get back out doing things like your Paracon, which is coming up. And yes. start investigating more because we've been really locked down quite a bit for a couple of years now. Absolutely. I mean, we've gone to a couple of things, but it's not the same as it was three years ago. Oh, the yeah. Paracons were packed and everyone's running around. We see those giant ones like at Preston Castle. 
Oh where yeah. We have literally like thirty people on each floor. It's just massive, you know. Oh yeah. And that's why. Yeah, that's why I first met you, and uh, we uh, we were able to squeeze out Virginia City. What was that? Twenty twenty one in August. I think it's the last yeah, time we did Virginia real quick. City. And it was really funny because uh, the mask mandate was uh, in force in Nevada, but nobody was following it, really. You go into bars and everybody's just got the mask down. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a small town and they kind of do things their own way, you know. So it's like, all right, yeah. well, I'm just going to follow the rules, whatever. They do. It's, 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 I'm good with it, whatever. Carrying all the... They carry their guns and everything else, but nice people. But yeah. I hear we're going back to Virginia City in August of this year. So I'm really, really jazzed about that. Well, there is a start. We we do have dates on a yeah. hold for that weekend. Uh, we're still we're hashing out the details of mm -hmm. you know what we can do, what they're going to allow us to do. Yeah. Uh, so we're still working on all the fine the fine details of everything. Well, I hope it works good. out because uh, the uh, Pacific Coast out here has had very little paranormal conferences for the last four or five years, actually. Even before the pandemic, things were quieting down in San Francisco and uh, up in the wine country, uh, getting mm -hmm. very quiet. And it really gave me a lot of concern that the paranormal uh the enthusiasm for paranormal investigation was kind of waning up here, but I think there's still a lot of people who love it and we need to get back on track with having these paracons. Yeah. And that's why I did the Pacific coast paracon, which is coming up in June. Uh, I just, well, this is how it started. I kept hearing from other people that I'm putting on a paracon for like <laughs> a year and a half. People were yeah. like, yeah, I talked to, you know, Richard Sennett or I was talking to such and such. And they said, you're putting a Paracon on. I'm like, oh, really? Huh. Maybe I should. And I happen to have that historic haunted theater, which I did a, a documentary on, which did really good on yeah. the TV show. Uh -huh. So a lot of people asked me about that video. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to open up the theater and I'm going to have a Paracon. All the people who saw the show or want to just come to a Paracon because there's nothing going on in California. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I got to do something for the West Coast. I mean, we got Vulture City in Arizona. We have uh, Virginia City in Nevada. But there's nothing really going on Paracon-wise as a gathering. Mm -hmm. And my, my dear friend, Doug Carnahan, I did so many yeah. of his Paracons who really, you know, uh, win or lose, his passion was into, the, into doing the Paracons and all of us getting together, investigating, sharing stories, sharing evidence, just having a good time. And then I realized that, you know, right off the top, like, it was more than just having a seminar. It's all about all of us getting together and just being a family for the weekend and doing fun stuff. And it's like that. When you walk down the street mm -hmm. and you see somebody coming out of a restaurant like, Hey, what's going on? You know, it's so good to see you, you know? Yeah. So we just got to keep going. And I just kept hearing Doug's voice in my head saying, hey, when are you going to put something together? What are you going to do? <sighs> so that's why I, with the Pacific Coast Paracon, I dedicated it to Doug. I think about Doug, Doug all the time. You know, uh, it chokes me up because he was a dear friend. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, 
he included me in that community, and I really am touched by it. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing about <clears throat> being, go, being able to go to that Paracon up there that happened during the, the downtime. At least we got to share that last Paracon with him. He still brought us all together. Yeah. That was really was special. Tough. Really special. Yeah. Yeah, so, I know he was hurting because he had me do all the running around <laughs> stuff again, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I love that. I'm, I'm one of those kind of people that always has to be talking or with a microphone introducing, just being a part of it. And he saw that in me and, and really nurtured that. Saying, hey, mm -hmm. take care of well, this tonight, blah, blah, blah. And, and that meant a lot to me. So, Doug cool. was a nurturing kind of a guy. You know, he brought people along very quietly in a very uh, easy way. You didn't even know that he was doing it. But he promoted you. And he yeah. promoted you. Forever grateful to him. But uh, interesting, you should talk about Pacific Coast. As, as we've been talking about that. Uh, I've been trying to get organized a paranormal conference in Sonoma, which is the most haunted town in California, I think. And uh, we didn't get it off last year, but we're going to try to pull it off this October 2022. And uh, so. I'll be talking to you about that and a few other people and see if we can get that together in uh, close to Halloween this year. Cool. Love, love to be a part of that. It sounds like fun. Yeah. In and California, there's a big, uh, big yes, very big. And there's a big event that's going to be on the USS Hornet, the haunted uh -huh. World War II aircraft carrier in Alameda uh, this summer. There'll be more um, news about that as the, uh, the days roll on, but probably in August. So people should be looking for that. To come to the Bay Area for the Hornet event. Awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. we used to get back into doing all these things. You know, it's, it's really, really a good time. And, it, and it's a, a, thing, a rebonding moment because we haven't seen each other in so long. Yeah. We also get back on back in the program and, hey, what have you been doing? Oh, we were doing this or we were filming that. It's like, wow, mm -hmm. what was that? Yeah. So I'm excited we, about that. We definitely need to do that. Get things revved up on the East Coast here, on the West Coast too. East Coast is having the same kind of problems uh, because of COVID, but both coasts need to rev it up again. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that's happening. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about uh, you. What's what's going on with you? What have you been up to during the last uh, the COVID season? Either work or stay home. Uh, uh, when I and I did a uh, revision of my textbook, The Art and Science of Paranormal, published cool. months ago. Two books about um, strange places. Uh, one was about America's haunted jails and prisons, and the other is America's haunted asylums. And uh, they, they've come out in 2021. So I had a lot of books coming out last year. So I've been working. Nice. Those are done. And currently I'm working on a new book called Supernatural, which is a summation of my view of about 30 different topics in the whole paranormal supernatural spectrum, ranging from mediumship, empathic uh, processes, uh, everything you can imagine. So uh, I'm working on that now and hope to have that book finished by the end of this year. That's awesome. And so that's, that's a great a, thing to do. Yeah. If you're sitting at home, you can work on a book. Why not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you can't go anywhere else, especially with gas pushing $7 a gallon oh right now. God. 
So um, I'm not. I'm going to stay home from from uh, going to Sonoma this weekend and work on this book called Supernatural, which I hope will be out by Halloween of this year. That'd be perfect time. Perfect yeah. time. So oh, yeah. good luck with that. So uh, everybody out there, you're listening to my darkest hour, and my guest tonight is Jeff Dwyer, who's an author. We're talking about some of his books. For those who might not be familiar with your story, if you can just give a quick, uh, mm-hmm. you know, background about how you got in, involved in the paranormal. Sure. Hold on, my wheels are barking. Hey. Uh, are they? Uh, no, are they? What's that? <laughs> she barks at everything. She is such. Yeah, I have. I have well, I'm you know, not. my story is uh, very similar to a lot of people. I, oh, yeah. I I got a dog like that. Okay. Yeah? But, uh, my story is very, very uh, similar to others. I, I discovered my um, psychic abilities where uh, we filmed and uh, had an encounter with the ghost of Sarah. Then I hear things that that kind of stuff. And this years, but um, and then I kind of set it aside while I was 12 years at the university getting my degrees. And after I graduated, I started ghost hunting up in the uh, California's um, Gold Rush country and started realizing I could still have that ability to see it, hear and feel ghosts. So um, after I got my career launched, I decided I would write a book about uh, ghosts in the, the San Francisco Bay Area. And I wrote it thinking it would just be for my friends. I photocopy some copies and buy them together and give them to friends. But I had a literary agent at the time, and she happened to own um, a haunted inn up in the Gold Rush country. And um, cool. she actually landed me a contract with a major publisher, and I've wrote now 10 books, the Ghost Hunter series for Pelican Publishing of New Orleans. And several other books as well. And all that got me into Ghost Adventures and a couple other TV shows, the, you know, the Ghosts of Alcatraz. And I was a technical advisor for a couple of movies and TV commercials and other things. And so, you know, I'm kind of floating along doing that sort of thing. Uh, I'm a researcher. People contact me to do investigations. I do some of those. A lot of it's just advice, not so much going to a place and investigating but in advising people how to deal with, with um, you know, poltergeist activity and other kinds of things like that. So, but my focus most recently has been writing because it's been tough to get out for the last couple of years. So that's what I've been doing. I've been Absolutely. writing these books and that's where I am right now. Well, that's awesome. And, you mm-hmm. know, you still have time to get back to those people who reach out to you. And that's one of the things that I, I noticed over the downtime um people who are dealing with hauntings and they mm-hmm. have to be home more you know they they start sending those emails out or, or messaging me on messenger or whatever and asking questions because they're home more so they're experiencing it more trying to understand more yeah uh, and then we give them the advice that, that that we can give them and you know hopefully it makes things a little bit better uh sometimes you just can't throw grandma out and send her back somewhere. Sometimes you have to kind of coexist. Yeah. And that's 
some of the magic between because people ask me about you know investigations and i say it's in a way it's kind of like counseling i'm not only there to help the client i'm also there to try to help the ghost what what do they need what can i help them with what are they not being able to convey to the people who are living there you know because there's always mm -hmm. something that leads to whatever's going on yeah Something that's not widely appreciated, I think, in the paranormal community is that ghosts are often confused. They don't know what to make of what's gone on. They will manifest in a house that's been completely renovated. They know it's their house, but it looks totally different. And the people in there are totally different. The furniture is totally different. And they're totally confused. And that's why their activities may seem rambunctious or bothersome even. But uh, somebody who re who recognizes that can go in and calm the ghost down. And then if it's appropriate, help them move on to whatever lies beyond. Uh, that's another issue. Yeah. But sometimes it's just a matter of calming the ghost down and, and convincing them that this is just a transition. Um, uh, and and that will sometimes dissipate some of the rambunctious uh, activity that's bothering the people who live there at the current time. Absolutely, and it, and it, like you said, it's a transition. Uh, they get confused real easy because they're trying to live a life that they knew was being alive. It's like, okay, I'm standing in this room. What happened in my bedroom? What's all? Who are these people in here? What's going mm -hmm. on? You know? Yeah. Because it could be months. But time on the other side doesn't really exist like time here. So it could be a matter of seconds. Oh, exactly. You know, yes. And that's the thing. They're mad because what are you, why are you violating my, my space? And then two, their denial. They're always in denial. It's like, what are you talking about? No, I'm right here. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in my house. I'm not, I didn't die. What are you talking about? Yeah. They're confused about the transition from life to death. So they still cling to that idea that they're alive. And they don't understand what's happened to the place where they've lived for 30 or 40 years. And so uh, explaining that to them sometimes makes a huge difference in how they're impacting the people who are currently living in the house, who are really bothered by this rambunctious activity that seems to be going on. So that's a big part of it. So it's not always necessary to transition the ghost into you know the crossover thing a lot of people who are psychic uh, ghost hunters are really into this whole idea of of helping the ghost to cross over into that other zone i i think that's a little bit uh, pushing it too much because a lot of ghosts aren't ready to cross over don't want to cross over they don't need to cross over they simply need to be aware of how things have changed and then yeah. they can make that uh, very often they'll make a decision that, oh, okay, this is not my house anymore. I think I can move on now. Yeah. It's that's that's the whole thing. Convincing them, and you're not trying to kick them out the door. I mean, that's cool. Once yeah. they get that understanding, say, hey, your family's waiting for you over here. And it's not like in the movies, all of a sudden the light opens and they just run through the light saying, Bye, bye now. It's not always like that. Sometimes it is. That's all great. Yeah. But once they realize they passed, they don't want to go yet because they want to say, check on the relatives and the people they cared about. You know, there's always that big, long period of time. I used to always say it was a grace period. But like you said, it's there's no time limit. They need to just when it's ready for them to make that transition to go to whatever's next for them, then it, they'll make that decision. And that's part of the comfort, I think, that helps them go on. 
They're okay yeah. with themselves. They know what's happening. They, exactly. They're ready for the next step. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There is no time on the other side. So they're completely unaware. Ghosts will pop up. People who've died 30 or 40 years ago will pop up into a structure that has been completely renovated. So, and they're unaware that 30 or 40 years has, has passed. Yeah. But we need to be aware of that as, as ghost hunters. Definitely. Absolutely. It, you know, it's funny because it always reminds me, and this is a great movie to reference to for so many things. Uh, Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. <laughs> when they go when they go to talk to the, the corporate people on the other side, uh they get sent back and they come back home and they're looking around, their house is all changed. They're like, How long have we been gone? He's like, I don't know, just a few minutes. And then the counselor walks out of the room and goes, You've been gone for, for a month. It's like, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Time is totally irrelevant. So they just a quick second it turned into a month and the whole house has changed. Mm -hmm. It's painted all crazy. They're trying to make sense of it, and that's kind of what it's like sometimes, you know? Yeah. Beetlejuice is a great example of this. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the books. So okay. which is the newest one? Is it the Haunted Prisons and Jails, or is it the Asylum? Well, actually, there's three. Um, they all came out within months of each other. Um, my, my textbook, Art and Science of Paranormal Investigation. Let me get it in the camera here. This go. this is a textbook that covers both the psychic and technical aspects of paranormal investigation, but it also includes some chapters on the history of paranormal investigation going back to the Egyptians and other mystical cultures. So it really gives you a good grounding in what the whole paranormal thing is all about. And if you're a psychic or a technical person or you combine the two, this is a really good textbook for those kinds of people who want to read more about it. Can I show more, you hold it up again so we can yeah. see it again? Yeah, I get in the camera here. The Art and Art Science. Science of Paranormal Investigation by yeah. Jeff Dwyer. It's a revised edition. Okay. Revised. Newer yeah. stuff. Newer stuff. And then more recently, um, I had this book published, America's Haunted Asylums. These are uh, insane asylums. Many of them are now open as museums. Mm -hmm. or historical places you you can get inside and there's some really super creepy places to go a lot of things went on in there that was preceded about a month earlier by um america's haunted prisons and jails so i went um before the pandemic um to a lot of places to investigate things all over the country uh looking into eastern state penitentiary and Andersonville Civil War Prison in Georgia and uh, the uh, city prison in uh, Savannah, all kinds of places. And those are those stories are in these books. And they're all available on Amazon.com. Awesome. Uh, can mm -hmm. they find them at your on your site as well? I don't usually I don't sell books through my website. I just direct okay. people to uh, Amazon.com. It's the best place to get them because uh, they can ship them out faster than I can. <laughs> I don't, oh, okay. I don't really sell anything on my website. My website is just uh, informational. It's not a commercial website. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I just I'm too busy to deal with the commercial end of, of book sales. I just can't deal with it. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And Amazon's yeah. great at doing that stuff for you. Yeah, they're really fast. Yeah, much better. Yeah. 
So that's works. And as I said earlier, I'm working on another book called Supernatural. And then after that, um, I'm developing a screenplay of one of my novels. I write novels as well. And um, um, one of my novels has attracted the interest of a production company in Hollywood, and they want me to start working on a screenplay. So the next several months, I'll be working on a screenplay from one of my novels. That's awesome. So I'm really busy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. And then you're you yeah. go to work as a doctor and stuff. So yeah. Fortunately, just... I'm a fast writer. Um, I I don't know how that developed, but I can write uh, pretty fast. I can study my research material and sit down and within an hour or two, knock off six or seven hundred words. And um I'll go back and look at it a day or two later, and there's not much that I need to change. Not much editing has to go on. So I'm pretty lucky with that. Well, that's good. You're keeping busy, at least, with all that stuff. And it's pretty correct. Excellent. What about... Uh... I know you say you're working on a, a screenplay, but do you have any like uh, other books you're going to be working on, like just topic ideas that you've been thinking about? So tell me more. Yeah. Hold on a second. But, uh, I've always been fascinated by a book that... Um, traces uh, investigations from Atlantis, which I believe is in the Caribbean. And this uh, book focuses on an adventurer who traces Atlantis from the Caribbean to the Azores, to the east coast of Spain, to Malta, to the Greek Isles, and finally to Egypt, and discovers the remnants of Atlantis in the, a secret chamber underneath the Sphinx in, in uh, Egypt. So that's something mm, I want nice. I, I to write that. Uh, early next year, maybe, if not sooner. So I've got a lot of books still in me. That's that's awesome. I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the secret room under the, the, the feet of the Sphinx. Like, who, like, who's what's in there? Who knows what's going on? Yeah, but, yeah. Know. There's a uh, there's a plaque in front of the Sphinx that shows a room below the forepaws of the Sphinx, and a lot of people believe that that room contains the records and remnants of technology developed by Atlantis. And for some reason, the Egyptian government will not allow anybody to investigate that room. They're keeping it totally sealed and secret. But I believe that a lot of the technology that was brought eastward from Atlantis by the, uh, the Atlanteans was deposited underneath the Sphinx because the Sphinx predates the pyramids of Egypt. Yes. It's older. Probably was, as old as 10,000 years. It was back when the Nile was flowing fully and there was green, lush gardens everywhere. I mean, yeah. things, were, things were different in those times. That's right. It so was that's just a, just a rock statue of a head above ground. You know? Yeah, that's the, so, uh, the next novel I want to write. But at, that's after the, uh, the, book I'm, the book called Supernatural, which I'm working on right now. So awesome. there's, there's a lot of things yet to go. <laughs> a lot of things. That's awesome. Yeah. We're looking forward to all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm thrilled about your Paracon coming up in Ventura. 
you got a good a good number of speakers on there, and that theater looks awesome. Oh, Can't wait to go so there. good. You know, that theater, I've, I've been there and a part of the theater for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's interesting is, like, you go to some of these places, and they have different buildings and stuff throughout the, the, the ghost towns and stuff, and you go in there, each building's got a couple of spirits in there that you can interact with. That's all great. So I have this one building that is so built, so strange yeah. um, that every room is haunted. And these spirits have been there so long that they lay claim to every area. You know, they say yeah. intermix sometimes, but they, they don't really tend to do it often. Mm-hmm. Um, we it's a it's a 1928 theater which was built as a movie palace during the Great Depression. Oh yeah, those are great places. Great places. So either you were super poor and had no money, or eating at one of the little tent towns, or you were a wild tycoon and going to the Ventura Theater mm-hmm. because it was a big fancy palace. You know. Yeah. What's interesting is. They hired all the people who didn't have jobs and stuff during the depression to work on the theater and to build it. And um, it's great. Uh, it, it's, it's a beautiful building. It's got such so much history. Uh, we do know that it was run by uh, some mobsters, you know? <laughs> yeah. During those times, alcohol prohibition was going on. Sure. Uh, and the people with money had people who invested in stuff. So. Uh, we had the original blueprints that go back to the 1928. Oh, wow. And, cool. and by the time you get to 1940s, uh, everything has changed. There's there's secret rooms. There's stuff yeah. underneath. There's speakeasies. There's tunnels that go down the street to, like, where the, the shipping department, because it's a shipping area. Yeah. So a lot of boats would come in with all the you know, imports of all the alcohol, all the morphine and stuff, whatever they were doing back in those days and, and shipping it through the city. And obviously the people with money were financing this whole operation. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we find a lot of that stuff. Um, and then there's so many spirits that have been there that have been a part of the theater that just stayed there, you know. Uh, we have a guy that uh, referred to as Gary, and he's uh, he, he pretty much stays up in the second part of the building where it's the projector room is, mm-hmm. and he's real aggressive. He's been extremely aggressive. He throws things, he grabs people. I had to work on him for a long time yeah. to get him to like mellow out. So and there's another guy who was like the maintenance guy there from. Uh, the 40s as well and uh he's real aggressive he's a he's a big guy he likes to mess with uh our maintenance people who are trying to clean up and do stuff he doesn't like them doing his job so he always messes with them and do stuff i've seen him walk around i got to see him walk through a wall one day which was absolutely amazing oh that's really cool and i'm just like whoa because he's so tall and thin and his arms are long and lanky and I looked up as I walked into the room by the big stage. I looked up in the balcony because I always do a balcony sweep. And I got to see him just casually just stroll through the wall. And I'm like, oh, my God. That, was that just- is so cool. 
Yeah, yeah I saw and, a uh, a monk in uh, Sonoma walk through a, a a mausoleum wall like that. It's really really astounding experience. Yeah, that's that's cool, and I and I know where he was going because he goes upstairs through the wall into this ladder that goes up the very top of the catacomb, like or the the crawlway above the theater is like a forty five foot thing, and he he died there. He fell through the ceiling oh, at one oh. point. So he stays up there, and like if I'm up there and I'm doing some investigation stuff, uh, he doesn't like it. And he gets mad, and you can hear him stomping around above us as we're in the projector room. Huh. And uh, I had a cameraman just kind of stand on the ladder and put his camera up there, and Chester charged at him twice. And he's like, "Dude, there's somebody up there. I don't know what's going on." Blah blah blah. But the place is extremely active. I've got Gary DeMello out. I started making him deals. I would bring him a little. Uh, liquor store shots of gin <laughs> yeah and and a, and a fresh cigar and <laughs> i was like hey bro me i'm gonna put this here for you you know do whatever you know i just want you to know that you know i'm thinking about you and then he finally started liking me and we had a psychic up there who was channeling him and she had this weird look on her face and she looks at me and goes i normally don't like people but you're over <laughs> and well finally so he's, they've been really good to me, and I've been, been able to film them all. I've got some spray stuff. We have catacombs there, uh, one which, which has a blood blood stain in it where this guy was murdered. Um, we've tried to clean it with concrete cleaner, muriatic acid, wow. and it never goes away. It just comes right back. Yeah, those things are indelible. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That sounds yeah, like so, such a cool place. You know, I've been through Ventura so many times because I lived in Southern California nine years and used to go up to Santa Barbara a lot and uh, passed right through it. Went to the mission a couple of times, a few other oh, spots, cool. but I never stopped into that theater. I heard about it years ago, but I never stopped in. So old theaters are often very haunted. They're, um, they're out the, on my list of the most haunted places you can go to because the passion of people who developed them and very often when they had live performances the actors and actresses had a lot of passion which got embedded on the environment so you could pick up a lot of that remnant stuff a lot of evp but there's a lot of ghosts who are there and they just stayed there forever like the guy you just described yeah we have so many there's uh, mm -hmm. a prom queen who died there on stage during their prom yeah uh super sweet super sweet girl uh we see her a lot she dances upstairs in the foyer in front of this one mirror we've seen her mm -hmm. dance on the in the main room on the floor uh one time i saw her and uh she looked like she was made up of tiny little pieces of sand like huh. grainy and she was spiraling wow. and just kind of floated away i was like holy shit, what the hell is that yeah she's very active she's very nice uh, she woke up uh, some of our staff when we first took over the building. Uh, there were some kids trying to break in, thinking it was still an abandoned building. This spirit of Anna woke up our security guard saying, come on, there's, there's people trying to get in. you got to get them out. Get out, get them out. And security guards are half asleep with their flashlights running down and chasing them out <laughs> and looking for uh, who would be the manager, Luann, and thinking it was her that woke them up, and she wasn't there. That's what it was actually Anne, the spirit, wow. waking them up chase them out which was an amazing thing so oh, hopefully yeah. people will see her at the investigation uh that we're doing there and so pacific coast paracon we're doing two nights we're doing a simple friday thing 
I'm mm-hmm. letting the vendors come in and set up. I'm doing a historical ghost tours for those who want to sign up for that. Going for each room, I will take them up to what used to be the brothels at one point mm-hmm. upstairs. Um, there's still some nice ladies that are haunting that place that oh, yeah. I bring flowers up to. You know, they tell us their story. We have a lot of equipment. We've done a lot of research there, and we, we, we've connected with them, and we hear their stories, and it's amazing. So I'm hoping people, as, as we go through, they can, they can bring their equipment and experiment and see if they can make contact. And then there's a meet and greet. That night, we're going to open the bar up, and everyone's going to hang out, and yep. all the speakers are going to be there. So far, I have uh, Patty Negri. You guys know I yeah. do a lot of investigations and a lot of shows with her. Um, unearthing the paranormal. My uh, my brothers from uh, Arizona who are coming out to do a special mm-hmm. sacred ceremony before the nighttime investigation starts. They're going to be part of the Paracon. Um, Ann Bender from Bender Paranormal. She's going to come down and spend some time with us. Um, Kendrick Olson, who's going to come down and do mm-hmm. some of his stuff. He's he's a very magical guy. He does a lot of magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm a teacher with him on uh, Magic Coast University, uh, a paranormal school. It's He's just bringing a new flavor to it, so I'm really excited to have him over yeah. there. Uh, Mark and Barbara Nelson, who are part of my team that moved away, unfortunately. They're going to come back for the Paracon, and Mark's going to do um, a workshop on psychometry. Those who don't know what a psychometry oh, yeah. is, that's if you yeah. give somebody who's a psychic an object they can pick up on the energy and they can tell you the history about it, where it came from, like all this stuff. And he's really great at it. So I'm looking forward to his demonstration. Um, I got Keith Bailey coming down. He's great with uh, safety and the technology that he uses. So he's going to come from Texas and spend some time with us. And, and I do stuff with him at uh, Vulture City as well. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be seeing him again. Um, and yeah. Brian Clune, he's going to come down. He was the first yeah. one to let me see your theater. I want to be part of that. I'm like, come on. Yeah, he's he's a good friend of mine. I like Brian very much. Yeah, we've done a lot up at Virginia City. Yeah, that's really cool. It's a great yeah. lineup. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. Yeah, I'm, and I'm still, I still, you know, still got some time. So I'm looking for other people who might want to be a part of it and come down and, and talk a little bit. Still uh-huh. doing. I still got some vendor spaces that I'm I'm, I'm trying to fill for the, the event. Uh, funny thing about Brian. So me and Brian start talking about the theater, and he always wanted to come up and check it out. So I got him to come up. He, he drove up. Mm-hmm. Whether he's writing uh, a story about the theater in his book, so it's great. And he had some good stuff that he was putting together that he saw other people were talking about these other stories. And I said, you got to come experience the theater on your own before you write anything. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I brought him up here and he was just blown away by the activity. Uh, he was trying to just walk around and just take pictures. Um, yeah. His equipment wouldn't work. We're standing on the stage. He's trying to get on stage of our, what I call the great hall, which is this massive, massive sound room work. All these big stars play. I mean, Van Halen's played there, you two. Uh, and just everybody's played this, this stage, and he was just trying to take pictures. And he's like, "I don't get it, man. I, these are fresh mm. batteries. I just put some new batteries in again. My camera's not working." And I'm like looking at him when I'm talking. I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay, hold on a second. And I looked out in the theater and I said, "Hey, you guys, 
this is my friend Brian. He just drove up here. He's really interested in you guys. Um, he's going to write a book about the theater. So if you could let him take some pictures, that'd be great. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, his cameras and everything started working. Oh, yeah. And he just starts laughing and goes, thanks, Stefan. I'm like, yeah, that's what you got to do because these guys are very protective of what's going on. They want to make sure you're, yeah. you're a good guy. Well, Brian can do a really good job of writing about all this stuff. too. He's a really gifted writer. Absolutely. So yeah. he will be there. He was the mm-hmm. first one that says, I'm, I'm going to part of whatever you want to do. I'm like, cool. Cool. Yeah, it's great. It's a good time of year to be in Ventura, too. Yes, right there in the summertime. The beach is a yeah. block away. The beach. Very oh, nice. yeah. You bet. You bet. It's going to be yeah. great. So I think, I think people will enjoy it, you know? I mean, I uh-huh. haven't done one there, and I've always said I'm going to do something, and now it's time. So mm-hmm. let's see how Definitely. it goes and have some fun. Well, we'll wrap things up on the West Coast here. You, you have your conference, uh, the Hornet and Alameda in August, and I'm going to try to get something going in Sonoma in October. We've got to get things going again because it used to be very active. There used to be events in San Francisco and in uh, San Leandro where there's a huge old mansion called Meeks Mansion. There used to be things down in Santa Cruz and San Jose, but not much going on these days. So we have to get back to that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You should try to come down. If you're going to go visit your girlfriend. Yeah. In Ventura, I mean, yeah, on your list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to come down. Sam and I are gonna, planning to come down for that. He's in Hollywood right now. You know Sam. Oh, son. cool. Yeah, he's down there. He's got some album that's dropping really soon. And so he's down there and hooping it up. He'll probably run into Patty tonight. You know, because they run into each other every time he's down there. Patty Negri? Yeah. Yeah. She's in Europe. She's in Europe right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah, they wanted me to go. I'm like, really? They're going to be gone for like oh. a month and a half. Oh, they're doing um, this thing where they're going to all these different castles and stuff. And like this whole oh, okay. Game of Thrones almost kind of thing. And then they're going to Romania. <laughs> And they're doing all this vampire thing with oh. Sebastian, where they're going to go to the actual locations and, and be yeah. part of it. I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. I want to go, That's but I little, don't have the time to dedicate it. You know? Well, it's a little too close to Ukraine right now. I wouldn't go to Romania right now. You have borders you Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I hope they have a safe trip and a lot of fun. But anyway, Sam. Well, I saw the pictures today. It looks like they're having fun. So. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. good. Just keep it safe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'll be down there in Ventura to see you. You bet. Cool. Be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when's your new book coming out? Well, uh, the Supernatural will help you by Halloween. um, Okay. I was going to say, if you want to come down, you can promote your book. You still can come down and promote your book. I mean, let people know about it. Yeah, yeah. I always promote my books when I go to these. Yeah. That's that's what the, so the, the, super- the daytime paracon is all about, promoting stuff and everyone talking about. That. I think. Cool. Cool. Well, that's awesome. I hope to hope that it goes well. I'm looking forward to the new book. The f- you know, when you when you get when you get the book to come on or when you get it ready to come out, let me know and yeah. we'll do another show promoting it. Come to get
Yeah. Well, all right. So that's going to be awesome. Looking forward to seeing Jeff. Looks like uh, his camera went down. He's fighting that big storm up there in the, in the north part of California. I'm just kidding. There's no storm. Who knows? Who knows? They could be using our satellites against us right now. That's why we're not getting a signal. Hold on. Looks like he's coming back. Let's get Jeff back in here. He's talking. Hold on. Here we go. There I am. Where'd you go? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe a ghost was messing around because we have two ghosts living in my house. Uh, they mess around with relatives? Stuff every once in a while. Are they relatives? No. No. They're okay. They're generally pretty friendly, but they do mess around with stuff. I got a I got a few family members living here, or yeah, non living here. It's pretty oh. it's pretty gnarly sometimes. Oh. Holidays are wow. crazy. It could either be me, my daughter, and my wife, but we still have a whole yeah. family of visitors here. So it's like, oh god. Wow. Yeah, I got to well, meet these, my wife. Uh... I got to meet my wife's uncle Jake in our bathroom one night. Yeah, that was great. Oh yeah, yeah. In the bathroom. Oh, in that our bathroom. Sound cool. no. <laughs> her dad. Her dad shows up in the bathroom, like when I'm trying to take a shower and stuff. He just gets the smell oh. of like uh, oil or diesel fuel, and he was a oh. uh, uh, he was a truck driver, so he was always working on oh. the truck. Okay. So I just. Be I like, don't know really? if I'd be cool with a ghost watching me take a shower though. Oh, it's brutal. Oh, and they try to talk to you. You start hearing hearing like words. Thinking like, what? What? What are you talking about? I had this girlfriend, and her uh, her her boyfriend previous to me uh, was in an accident in the army, and he burned to death, so he died. Oh. So I was living with her and staying with her, and every single time she'd be gone, and I'd be trying to take a shower or whatever, mm-hmm. I would hear somebody in the bathroom with me. It's like weird. And then I would just, I just kept hearing uh, a male saying, hey, that's all they would say. Hey, over and over again, like just randomly, I'm taking a shot, hey. And then finally, I was just like, dude, what? Just through the curtain, I'm like, what? Hey, what? What do you want to tell me? Hey, what? And I never got anything else except for that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was like, dude. This is my time. You could you could tell me you could talk to me when I'm getting out of the shower. That's yeah, good, but come on, this is a one man yeah. thing right now. <laughs> it's a solo experience, you know. Ghosts need to respect that boundary. You know, I haven't had that problem. I haven't had a ghost uh, talk to me when I'm in the shower, but they've been all over our house here. And like I said, they're not problematic. They just mess with stuff every once in a while. Yep, and we just have my wife's family. Mm-hmm. Her uh, younger sister bangs on my closet here when I'm doing the the classes for the Magicus University, you know, mm-hmm. for Paraflex. Um, just banging stuff. So when I'm doing my live feed in my classes, I'll put, like, meters everywhere. Uh-huh. And people can see everything lighting up or something going on. I was like, oh. And they yep. can hear the banging on the closet, just, like, trying to get your attention. It's like, dude, come on. I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. So it's 
yeah, but it's it, all fun. It, there's nothing. nothing yeah, fun. yeah. Most of it's just fine, you know. If you just realize yeah, what it is, what's it, what it's about, it's really not that bothersome at all. Yeah, and my, and my mom shows up and starts playing with my bald spot in the back of my hair. It's like really, <laughs> and I can smell her perfume, so I know it's her. It's like, mom, yeah. really, You're trying to give me a hard time already. Mm -hmm. Those those kinds of characteristics really let let you know yeah. who's there and sometimes why they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Usually around, like I said, holidays. Holidays is a big one for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Big time because they know that there's some sort of energy that's bringing family and friends together. So they they are attracted to that energy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right on. So that's right. great. I'm, I'm looking forward to your book. Um, okay. You know, keep us in the loop. Let us know what's going on. Uh, like to see you down at the Paracon. Let's, okay. Let's, uh, I will be there. More about that, you know, in the next couple of weeks too. Okay. Uh, be, it'd be great to have you come down and promote your stuff. So possibilities are endless. All right. We'll be there. Sam will be there with me. Excellent. All right. All right. It's been great. For Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, thanks for joining us, man. Like I said, I know you're a busy guy. God, things going on, and appreciate you taking the time out for us. So that means a lot. Thank you, Jeff. Sure. Anything for a friend. Who's Anything there, for a friend. You bet. Absolutely. And, and that's a and that's a true thing. We've known each other a while now, so we go back. So we got some history. That's awesome. Oh yeah. You guys can go to JeffDwyer.com to learn a little <laughs> bit more about Jeff and what he's doing, what he's got going on. I was talking about some more events coming on. So check out his website. Uh, just stay in the know. Uh, we're trying to get the paranormal back to not so paranormal life. We want to get back out there. We want to continue what we're doing. We want to share our stories and our experiences. Mm -hmm. And this is how we do it. We meet up with these paracons and we all sit down and go, check this out. I got this, that, and this one thing. And make sure you ask those questions when you see the speakers talking about stuff. If you're curious about something, just go ahead and blatantly ask them. If you're walking around the vendors and they're talking about something, ask them. Because that's what we're all there for, to share our experiences and to help those who are just getting started, to help them, you know, learn the, I would say quick stuff, but we all have to go through our baby steps and make those mistakes because I've been doing this for 30 years and there were so many things that I was stepping on and, and trying to work my way through to get to the, the ease of what I do now. But I think a lot of that's trial and error because not everybody investigates the same way. We all do something a little bit different. Oh, yeah. And that's what I like about the paranormal. We learn from different experiments, and that's the, the research part. So keep investigating, keep researching, keep sharing what you find. And we're all in this uh, paranormal community together. So I hope to see you guys at the Paracon. So. Okay. We'll be there. All right, Jeff. Sounds good. And that is going to be it for this edition of My Darkest Hour. We've had Jeff Dwyer on, author, paranormal investigator, researcher, and doctor. So there is some serious credibility right there. So um, I want to give a shout out to everybody at Paraflix. For those who are still wondering what we're talking about when I'm talking about my theater, you can go to Paraflix Season 1, A Night at the Majestic. That was my first episode for Paraflix. You can see a couple of the seances that me and Patty have done there over the years. Uh, of course, you can join us on uh, the Magicus University, where we're all teachers trying to help people throughout the world 
uh, get on board with the paranormal and learning how to do things their way, the way they want to do it. So join us. I want to say thank you to everybody at LiveParanormal.com for hosting all the streaming services and all the audio. Of course, those who are holding it down on Blog Talk for Live Paranormal, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody. Uh, thanks to Ghost Adventures for putting that new episode on and where I'm getting a lot of attention on. That was fun, and we have to do it again. You know that, Jeff. You did a lot of Ghost Adventures. It's always fun oh, working yeah. with those guys, right? I worked with uh, in front of the camera four times and behind the camera a number of other times. Yeah, Ghost Adventures is a real adventure. Absolutely. <laughs> a real adventure. So that's going to be it, guys. Make sure you go check out Paranormal Technologies, P-Tech. They will be at the Paracon with a vendor table. They make all of my personal equipment, a lot of my meters, a lot of my uh, IR blocks, uh, infrared, and full spectrum as well. Talk to Mike. Tell him what you're looking for. He'll make it for you. I want to give a shout-out to No Cover Magazine that I keep writing for every month, and they keep publishing my stuff, and it's weird stuff, too. <laughs> So if you want to check it out, go to No Cover Magazine and see the articles that I've been writing for them, of course. And thank you guys for spending some time with us. And we will see you guys the next episode of My Darkest Hour. And you guys all have a good night. This is where I try to find the end button casually without people noticing. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.